It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our latest Miami Dolphins 2023 prospect spotlight at the tight end position is in, and it is Michigan tight end Luke Schoonmaker. Who he is, how he would fit the Dolphins system, and where the Dolphins should consider drafting him if they want to add him to the roster for 2023 and beyond. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. No April Fools here on April 1st. Want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. It is Saturday, April 1st, 2023, and it might be Saturday when we really say it's your team every day. We mean it, and especially when we are in full court press for the 2023 NFL Draft to get you familiar with all of the relevant names that you need to know for Miami's two top 100 selections for the end of the month. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, you can find Locked On Dolphins on YouTube or where you listen to your favorite podcasts, and I've been in the draft space for about 10 years, so this is uh, the most wonderful time of the year, as far as I'm concerned. You get to watch college players, and a new flavor for me personally, because I'm grading and evaluating these players specifically through the lens of the Miami Dolphins and their system, and we did eight tight ends. I've done, actually done a total of 11 tight ends. We're going to do a tight end recap after this episode uh, on Sunday so we can hit offensive tackles starting on Monday and hit the ground running as far as positional rankings and kind of get you guys caught up with all of my thoughts and all the players of relevance for the Dolphins and their two picks that can help put this team over the top in their form of, of trying to be a legitimate contender. So Luke Schoonmaker... Uh, from the University of Michigan, is the subject of our discussion this morning on the show. We're going to do three things. We're going to talk about who he is, how he would fit the Dolphins system, and where the Dolphins should consider drafting this player based on the expectations of the 2023 NFL Draft and how the first couple of days are going to unfold. So we'll start uh, with the biographical information for Luke Schoomaker. He is six foot five on the dot, so 6050. 251 pounds. He has 32 and 7 8 inch arms and 9 inch hands. Uh, he ran a 463 40 yard dash at the 2023 NFL Combine in Indianapolis with a 1.62 second 10 yard split. He had a 33 and a half inch vertical jump, a 10 foot 7 standing broad jump, and a 4.27 short shuttle. Those were the tests that he chose to participate in. Uh, pretty surprising athletic testing numbers, if I am being honest, versus the expectations. I thought that the ways that Michigan implemented him didn't necessarily get a chance for him to showcase the full breadth of his athletic ability, uh, but a 4.63 is 83rd percentile. His 10.7 standing broad jump for lower body explosiveness is 95th percentile. Uh, his 10-yard split is 69th percentile. Uh, it's a real nice 1.62. 
33 and a half inch vertical jump is the worst test that he posted versus all combines to or all tight ends to pass through the combine since 2000 with a 56 percentile and a short shuttle with 72nd percentile. So this is an, a, about an average sized tight end and above average athlete. If you go to mockdraftable.com, they show you the athletic profiles of tight ends who are most parallel to the player. Uh, and all of their testing numbers combined. And that's where I think my eyes really perked up as it pertained to Luke Schoomaker because his number one match with an 83.7% match to his athletic profile is one other George Kittle. (laughs) And obviously with Mike McDaniel and the San Francisco 49ers connection, that caught my eye. Uh, Kittle did run faster. Uh, he ran a four, five, two. So he's about 10th second faster, but from a size profile perspective, very similar players. Uh, their jumps were proportionate, but Kittle was a little bit more explosive there as well. And he did not participate in the shuttle. So I'm not saying that Luke Schoomaker is George Kittle, but the fact that he's an 83% match in the number one match in the database since 2000 is George Kittle kind of provides some context clues as far as Luke Schoomaker and the kind of athlete that he is and the kind of things that he is capable of doing. Now, he's a redshirt senior from University of Michigan. He was originally a three-star recruit from the state of Connecticut. He was born September 28, 1998. So that is a little bit of a footnote here, is that this is an older player. Uh, He will be 25 years old during his rookie season. And he was also a baseball player, pitcher, and first baseman for his high school's baseball team and attended Hamden Hall County Day School. Uh, in 2018, was a quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, and cornerback during his high school career. So that natural athleticism is obviously quite evident, and as he's continued to grow, you kind of whittle yourself into a pretty narrow scope. From a production standpoint, Schoonmaker is not the most productive tight end we're going to identify on this list. Played in 12 games this year, 35 receptions for 418 yards and three scores. Uh, the previous season, he played. He re- received 17 passes for 165 yards and three touchdowns. It's about it for production, and he'd been playing since 2019. He redshirted in 2018. But here's where the 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 actual dynamic of watching the film for these players is pretty important because as I'm watching Luke Schoonmaker, what became very evident is that the Michigan Wolverines tight end room was absolutely crazy loaded with the amount of talent that they had, so much so that the guy who was rated as the top tight end in the room coming into the year ended up not playing for the majority of the year and then transferred out. Eric All uh, was the number one guy in the room. There were at least three other tight ends besides Schoonmaker, not including Eric All, who got meaningful rat reps for the Michigan Wolverines. So they're kind of they were kind of playing this balancing game between game situation, having specialists on the field, trying to get a young guy out there. Schoonmaker is clearly a talented guy in his own regard. And because of the lack of reps and the rotation that Michigan put out. As you watched him play, I, I kind of found myself, even though he's an older player, and we've been talking about guys uh, who are relatively new to the position, guys like 
Dalton Kincaid is an example who only played one year of high school ball. Guys like Sam Laporta who played wide receiver in high school. Guy like Schoonmaker had a nice year this year for college tight end standards, especially ones that have the passing prowess of the Michigan Wolverines offense. But it also gives you optimism that, hey, there, there might be more here than what we've had a chance to see if he gets a better uh, sample size of opportunity. And I can't think of any better player to embody that than George Kittle. Because George Kittle's career highs during his four years at the University of Iowa, he never caught more than 22 passes for 314 yards in a season. George Kittle is George Kittle. George Kittle, now granted, he ended up getting drafted 146th overall in the fifth round. So that's kind of the uh, embodiment of, well, yes, the opportunity was there, but you didn't overdraft the player based on the projection. He went where he should have gotten drafted. So keep that in mind when we get to segment three here, uh, but we have to talk about segment two. Uh, and segment two is how he fits the Dolphin system. But before we get there, I'll tell you about our friends over at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They are absolutely positively delicious. I just had a churro puff yesterday that set my day right off on the right note, right off the jump. Uh, they legit taste like candy bars. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They are the life hack that you didn't know you needed. So swing over to built.com, pick yourself up a box of built bar. You can go to Walmart, get yourself the four bar box in the pharmacy section. You can go to Sam's Club, get the 13 bar box there as well. I don't care where you get them. Just go ahead and grab yourself a box of built and enjoy the best life hack you could possibly find. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Schoonmaker, when I, when I noted him as a talent, what I really appreciated was the general... well-roundedness to him as a more traditional tight end. Played in line, played some in the slot. They detached him from the set occasionally. They put him in the backfield in full house formations a couple of times and had him run routes out of the backfield. But generally speaking, this is a guy who is attached to or tight to the formation. And six foot five, 250-something pounds, with effectively 33-inch arms, you got some really nice opportunities to see him play in line when he was on the field. I thought the Purdue, the Big Ten Championship game, was a great illustration of his work as a blocker. He had a couple really nice reps against Ohio State as well, um, where he showcases good punch with his hands, good latch strength to sustain blocks, and then utilizes his length and his general athleticism skills to leverage those blockers and turn out and win gaps. 
Uh, he had a couple against the Purdue edge players that really, really popped. So from an immediate sense, I like the fact that this was a player who you felt like wasn't going to be starting at square one from a blocking perspective. Now, was his center of gravity the best of all the tight ends that I've studied? No. A little high. Uh, played a little high. Still a little bit of a, a wiry frame. But at 6'5", 250, I didn't think it was egregious, and I thought his hand and lat strength and, and his lateral mobility really helped him to make up for some of those potential shortcomings with... Uh, just raw leveraging blockers at the point of attack. He was not the short yardage guy, and that's okay. I think he's probably, he's certainly more athletically gifted than the, the tight end, the predominant tight end that we have on the roster right now in Durham Smythe. How he compares to Eric Saubert, I think there's some reasonable uh, parallels between the two. Uh, I think do think Schoonmaker wins in the same way on getting behind the second level, being a seam runner, having a really big catch radius, having graceful ball skills to adjust. And where I thought he did a really nice job for uh, Michigan, and this was an area that I thought the Dolphins' skill players beyond the two wide receivers, they, they were really hurting for somebody who could win off schedule. Uh, when you had to do scramble drill or get outside the pocket, make yourself available. He consistently pushed back down towards the line of scrimmage, but flowed in to the same direction of his quarterback. He had a touchdown against Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game that was an off-schedule play in which J.J. McCarthy rolled out to his right, and he originally had a sit route over top of the ball, and he just kind of trickled with it. But he didn't fly out of there. He was under control. And he ended up making himself available by, by being under control and not running into more defenders uh, and kind of feeling the space around him. Um, it's not a super dynamic run after catch option, but I think his athletic profile showcases pretty well to somebody who can give you some upside in that regard. And I think his ball skills in spite of the fact that he's below the 10th percentile for hand size, uh, he caught a number of balls comfortably away from his frame, which would, would be a concern when you're looking at nine-inch hands. And George Kittle was nine and a quarters, and obviously that didn't bother him. And it just, all, all that impacts, right, is your ability to, when you're extending for the ball, how consistently and how soft your hands are to cup the ball with your hands and then tuck it back into your body as compared to feeling compelled to have to catch it closer to your frame so you can use your frame to help you trap and catch the football. I didn't see any instances of that. Now, he did do that in traffic when he needed to protect the football and the catch point to make sure that he wasn't getting uh, dislodged from the ball at the point of contact by using his size to shield. And I think that that was a good illustration of a couple of the football IQ elements of his game that I, I think are uh, above average for the 11 names that I have graded down here. And I have 11 because I have a surprise and a super sleeper that I'm going to name drop on the show uh, for tomorrow when we reveal the final rankings and the definitive players who are like, hey, these guys are worth drafting. These guys are probably not worth drafting at all with the Dolphins in their standpoint. Here's my final rankings and here's my super sleeper. Um, that's what we're going to go through tomorrow uh, as we finish this exercise. But 
We now need to talk about how Luke Schoonmaker, the tight end, fits amongst the contemporaries that we've discussed. Uh, There is a spoiler alert, a little bit of a spoiler alert down here in the bottom ticker for those of you who are watching on YouTube. And then we need to talk about where he would be a proper fit for the Dolphins uh, themselves. But before we get there, Uh, The NCAA tournament is in full steam ahead mode, and there is no better time to get in on the action than now over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook, and right now FanDuel is offering new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything from the money line to point scores to three scores to who cuts down the net and everything in between all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So do not miss your shot to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you visit FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Schoonmaker might be the guy, guys. And what I mean by that is this. I've gotten some feedback from Dolphins fans who have been listening to the show this past week, and they've really, you know, there's been a lot of positive feedback as far as the prospect spotlights, and thank you uh, for the positive affirmation of of this kind of as a, a labor of love and passion project that, that kind of overlaps the two things that I love most about sports media and, and working with the Dolphins. But the question that a lot of people had was, is tight ends the best place for you to invest early given the traditional transition period that takes place for that position assimilating into the NFL? And it's an absolutely fair question. It is also why I think Luke Schoonmaker might be the guy because I think that I, in addition to all of the trait-based grading that I've done on all 11 of these tight ends, the other thing that I've done is I've also put a current and a projected ceiling for the roster assessment for the roster assessment series that we did for the Miami Dolphins 2023 offseason blueprint and what we do uh, for Lockdown NFL Scouting to assist the quality of the roster across the entire NFL. What do I think this player is the moment they step on the field versus what do I think this player at his absolute best can be and what is his ceiling? Is he a roster cornerstone? Is he a quality starter? Is he an adequate starter? Is he a replacement level player? Is he a quality depth player? Is he a non-roster caliber player? Is he an incomplete evaluation or is he a practice squad developmental type? And is he that now, and is he that at his ceiling in the NFL when he gets there? There is only one tight end, Darnell Washington from Georgia, who I gave a quality starter current assessment to. 
So that does open up this can of worms of, well, if Darnell Washington goes away, you know, at best you're, quali- you're acquiring an adequate level starter at the tight end position right now. Is that worth drafting at 51 versus more high-impact positions? It's a great question. So if Darnell Washington goes away, and I look at the value potentially available at all the other spots throughout the draft, Schoonmaker's fit, I gave him the exact same evaluation score as I gave Tucker Craft. He is equally comparable as an athlete. He played in line. I think he's more finished of a product as a blocker, so he's, he, I would put him slightly above Tucker Craft for what he can be immediately. And I think his ceiling as a player with his athletic profile is comparable to Tucker Craft's. But if you look at where the tight end runs usually happen in drafts, you usually don't see it that super early. And even if it does happen early, the math might make sense for Schoonmaker or the third tier of tight ends to be where the value lies as compared to trading up for Darnell Washington and the cost that that would incur. Now, I don't have him rated higher than Sam Laporta, but I don't know if Sam Laporta is going to be there at 84. I'm pretty confident Luke Schoonmaker is going to be there at 84. Would I rather go get a more high-impact position at 51 and get Luke Schoonmaker, or would I rather do Sam Laporta at 51 and try to find the more premier position 30 picks later? That is the entire question of how to do the draft for all 32 teams. That's why I love the draft. This is a viable, quality starter long-term for the Dolphins. I think he's quality depth right off the jump. I don't know that he dramatically increases the tight end room, but if you're going to go in a different direction, you darn well better be sure that that guy does immediately improve the tight end room with a degree that you do not currently have. We're going to get into what all of these guys, my impressions are of all of these guys for their current assessments, their ceilings. We'll do the full tight end rankings and kind of where my cutoff is like, do not draft past this point with the top 100 picks. We'll do that tomorrow before we start tackles on Monday here on the show. So plan accordingly. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Your team every day. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. I hope you have a great rest of your Saturday. We will be back again tomorrow for yet another show this weekend to get you guys ready. We're going to finish tight ends in their entirety. Looking forward to that. You can find Locked on Dolphins on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a great rest of your day. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.